Welcome back. I am so happy this week to bring another interview out of the archives. We're going to be talking with Mel Robertson, decluttering expert, and she's going to talk about the magic of making space. Mel believes that it's our birthright to be happy and abundant in every area, and she works with her clients to help clear clutter from the inside out. By making more space inside, you will find that naturally start creating more space outside in your life, in your relationships, even in your relationships with food. So this is a fascinating conversation. I'm so excited to bring it back for you today. We're going to talk about how there is magic in every moment when we can be present in the here and now. Thanks for joining us this week. Looking forward to share all of this with you, and you will find all of the information that we mention, ways to get in touch with Mel Robertson in the show notes, so be sure to check those out. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. All right, I'm so excited today to share with you um, an expert in cleaning up your act. (laughs) Mel, I came across Mel and her brilliant work when I was working with the senior move management business. And so what I was doing was helping people downsize. My clients were typically in their 80s and 90s, and it was really difficult. And when I found Mel and found the work that she's doing and the way that she's inspiring people to start now, start where you are, I knew we had to get connected. And so we've known each other for a couple of years now. She's recently moved from the San Diego area out to the desert, but as we all do, she's been doing virtual work online. So it's so easy to get connected. She's got some great work and ways to find her. I'll let you, I'll let her share that with you. Um, but first, I just want to start the conversation with Mel Robertson. She is the declutter expert and coach, founder of Decluttering Spaces. And she really helps people address, you know, working from the inside out. And I'd like to, her to introduce herself because she's got a great way of putting it all into a nugget, and then we're just going to let this conversation go. So Mel, thanks for joining me. Susie, thanks so much for having me. It's good to see you. It's been a while. So, so nice to see you. So excited to see what you're doing in the world. Uh, yeah, my little nugget is basically I help my clients get free from clutter, physical, mental, and emotional, so they can make space for the magic to happen and experience happiness and abundance in every area of their life. Because it's your birthright to be happy and abundant in every area of your life. And it's my opinion that clutter is anything that gets in the way of that, whether it's repressed emotions, resentments, fears, limiting beliefs, all that stuff is the inner clutter that then it gets represented in the external clutter that shows up in piles or excess weight or drug addiction, alcoholism, you know, all those other things. And that's what's really fascinating. And I think that people don't make that connection. And that's why I love that you are bringing your message out because people tend to compartmentalize and say, yeah, my house is a mess. I just never have time to address it and put that aside and not recognize that there's a deep connection in the way that we operate, the way that we are, and the way that that shows up in our environment. Yeah, absolutely. 
pardon me. Um, what I try to explain to people is that really the outside is just a mirror of the inside. There's a principle in the universe in operation called the principle of correspondence. And it states as above, so below, or as within, so without. So what that means is the outside is just a mirror of the inside. So to get the outside to change, all you need to do is change the inside. That's why when you try to change the outside first and you are like hiring an organizer or trying to drag yourself to get organized, it's like trying to get molasses to run up a hill in the middle of January. It's like hell. It's not <laughs> happening, right? But when it actually happens from the inside out, it's effortless. You want to do it. There's no... Ugh, there's no dread there's no drag and when you make space on the inside outside has to change so you just start showing up for yourself and making space on the inside and then that starts to match exactly and I think that's so apparent when people say I'm gonna get to cleaning up my closet I'm gonna get to reorganizing my kitchen and it, they just keep putting it off right because they are so focused on should do, you know, and pleasing other people. And, um, and there's so much you can do to start working within yourself. And when you really get clear, when you start to cultivate other practices like meditation or things that restore you, then suddenly you're inspired. You know, you can clean out a drawer that you've been avoiding for three months. You can clean it in five to seven minutes. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that avoidance that you're talking about, it's like, I, I'll get to it later, I'll get to it later. That avoidance of looking at what's going on on the outside is just a mere reflection of our unwillingness to look within ourselves. Like we need to be willing to stop and show up for ourselves and make the space for us first. And when we can make space for ourselves in the moment, wherever we are, meeting ourselves right where we are, then the magic can happen. Yes, I really think so. And it, I, I think people don't recognize what an, a drain on energy and attention it is to be putting off something that's mm -hmm. like that visible disorganization. You know, yeah. you're just carrying that along with you, adding it to one more thing, right? On the list, mm -hmm. the obligations that we're not attending to, you know, the failures. If I'm good, just going to be really bold about it, like, we don't want to feel that way, but we put a lot of stuff on ourselves and it's just one thing that we can't do. Yeah, absolutely. It's like we just keep attaching these ball and chains to ourselves that we want to keep dragging around, all these pressures that were added on, you know. I'll do this later. I'll get to it later. I'll get to it later. Well, that that energy is dragging you over there and it's pulling from you from the present. So it, it's it's sucking the life force right out of you and you don't realize it. Exactly. And I, I like to use the analogy when I'm talking in terms of general stress, you know, there's the bucket. That's a really popular analogy and, and things pile up. You don't recognize how much you're carrying, how heavy that is until something happens. You get to put that down and you're like, wow, I was on vacation all the time. <laughs> you know? What the heck have I been doing carrying this? Right, exactly. The the frog in the boiling pot, right? That old story too. Like you don't recognize the danger that you're putting yourself in. Mm -hmm. Strain. You lose resilience with all of this that's occupying space we don't need to give it. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so how long have you been doing the work that you're doing now? I am in my seventh year in business. That's awesome. I think that might be about the time 
soon after that, I discovered you, you had just done a really awesome series called, I think, Happiness is Your Birth. Happiness is Your Own Damn Fall. That's it. Happiness is Your Own Damn Fall. How to drop the baggage, increase your frequency, and live a bliss-filled life. And all those videos are actually on my YouTube channel. People can still access that content. I still have that on my YouTube channel, so people can watch all those. That's terrific. And another and another example of how we love to look outside for what's going to make us happy, for what's going to make us feel better, for what's going to help us relax. I'll go get a massage. I'll book an hour or two at the spa. And it's our own fault. We have to start within. Mm-hmm. Is there any way that you, in working with your clients, you help them begin to be aware of what they've got their blinders onto? Um, one of the things that I love to teach my clients, it's a, it's, a, it's a practice I teach them called allowing the now, which is really just, instead of calling it meditation, because meditation has such a negative connotation where you have to quiet your mind. People think, oh, I, I can't meditate. I can't quiet my mind. I can't focus. I can't do anything. But allowing the now, all, all allowing the now is, is becoming willing to show up for yourself in each moment and allow whatever is to be there. Because the clutter accumulates because of our unwillingness to look and to make space and to, to be willing to be there. So the first and most important thing we need to do is to bring our presence back to our life. We need to kind of come home to ourselves and meet ourselves right where we are so we can move forward from there. I mean, it's like GPS doesn't need to know where the hell we've been all our lives. It just needs to know where we're standing right now and where we want to go. So we just need to meet ourselves right here. We don't need to beat ourselves up for all the piles that have accumulated. Like it is what it is, but we have to be willing to meet ourselves without judgment and just with that loving presence. And when we can do that, just even for a moment, that starts to make space on the inside. And because you make space on the inside, there's that law in operation. The outside has to start to match. And so little by little, you'll want to start looking at the stuff in your life as you become willing to make the space for yourself. That's how it happened for me as I was younger. I learned how to become present with all the repressed emotions, resentments, and fears from all the traumas and losses that I went through. And as, and I was a really cluttered, messy kid. You couldn't see my floor. I had attachments to stuff and people and was collecting things. And because I became willing to start making this space, I just spontaneously wanted to start to look at the stuff in my environment and start doing something about it. And gradually, it took about 12 years for me to get from the person who was super cluttered and attached and like really hanging on to things to someone who is completely let go. I don't accumulate stuff. I have so much free space. I don't even really own furniture. I rent furnished rooms so I don't have to accumulate furniture, you know, and just have tons of space. But it was a gradual 12 year process of being willing to show up and make that space for myself over and over again. And then it starts to translate into other things. It's not just the physical clutter. You start to declutter your life of the things that no longer serve you. And and that's in all kinds of areas like toxic relationships, food. Two years ago, I was a hardcore carnivore. Never thought that I would give up meat. I went vegetarian two years ago. Then I claimed that I was the dairy-tarian because I didn't really eat vegetables and I lived off milk and cheese. Never thought that I would get off that. Just last December, I, I went vegan. Like All these changes just start happening from the inside out more and more. You know, you stop, you stop buying so much at the store, you stop accumulating, you think before you purchase and you're willing to let go of more and more. As you look at stuff, you let go of more and more and then you, 
the more space you make inside, the more space you have to have outside. And I went from someone who didn't take any time for myself at all or any self-care to someone who has to have like two hours to myself in the morning before I go anywhere. That's my, my core time of what I do my spiritual practices before I start my day, you know, but it's really making that space on the inside that changes everything. And so just that one simple practice of allowing the now just showing up and just, you can do it in, in line at the grocery store. You don't have to be sitting. It doesn't have to be fancy. You can do it with your eyes open. It's just being willing to breathe and be present and feel what it feels like to be in your body with whatever's coming up. Is there a pain? Is there an itch? Is there an emotion? Whatever's there, just being willing to be present with it. And as you do that, space starts to get made and then you make space for the magic to happen. That's awesome. I love that that in itself sounds simple, much more simple than the practices. There's so much in what you were just saying that I want to like come back to. Um, but I, I really think first, I want to kind of support the fact that you, it was a long process. It wasn't like flipping the switch. It wasn't a dawning of insight that said, I can ditch all this stuff. I don't need it anymore. You really kept coming back to it, kept meeting yourself exactly where you are mm -hmm. and started to recognize that the story, your history doesn't define you. Right. Um, and in the work that I do with flower essences and working with people on the emotional level, it's, it's so interesting. And a mentor of mine brought this to my attention and now I can't help but see it. People are so stuck in their story. That's their bad mm -hmm. honor. And it's not to say that people don't deserve to be proud of what they have survived. However, when we keep defining ourselves by our past and our history, that's a lot to carry with us, right? Right, right. Mm -hmm. you know, we don't have any space to see what we could become. We've already defined it. Yeah, absolutely. So what could be out there, we can't even see for the history, you know, and we lose all this beauty of being present in the moment, of being in the now, and being okay with a thought comes to us and we let it go. We think of something in our past or something that was painful and we recognize it and we love ourselves and support ourselves in that. And we just accept like where we are mm -hmm. and, and just be totally present with that. So yeah. powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, with my clients, I just really hold the, the loving non-judgmental support and, and space and, and that's where the transformation really comes because they, they feel they can meet themselves. They feel comfortable being themselves and meeting themselves where they are when they're in that container of love and support. Yes. And I think even when it's not sad, but when they perceive from other relationships, family, friends, when they feel like they're being judged for where they are, for how things look, for that sort of thing, that's just one more layer Mm -hmm. we need to break free of, you know, mm -hmm. more obligation, one more weight we don't need to be carrying around. Right. We, we do the work, we, we make change, we lighten our own load for our own benefit. It's not so somebody else finds it easier to be with us, you know, yeah. it's easier to make friends. You know, we are the ones that reap that reward. And when we lighten up and bring in, you know, it's easier to bring in light, to bring in joy when we're not carrying all that around. Right. 
It's like somebody turned on a light switch and everybody wants to hang out with you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you think of things energetically, like we all have access to the same life force, right? Like the creator of the universe is abundant and that life force is what animates us, right? And so when I think about things, when I think about, you know, clutter, we, we have things that we're avoiding. And so there's this resistance and then we have things that we're attached to. So there's this clinging and this resistance. And when you're doing that, it blocks that flow, right? That flow wants to come through, but if you're pushing against it and you're hanging on to it, you're, resist, you're restricting the flow of abundance from coming to you. So the more space you make, the more abundance can flow to you because you're opening up the channel. It's like you have clogged plumbing. You know what I mean? You got to get the plumber in there and clean out all the plumbing so that the, the flow can come back. And once you do, I mean, your life starts to get so much more abundant. Like things just start to shift. Money comes in, relationships come in, you know, jobs come in, opportunities come in. Just magic happens. I mean, I was just driving to San Diego today and I had at least three Ospreys fly over my windshield, like right over my windshield, not just up in the air. Like their timing was perfect. You know what I mean? I'm like magic every moment when you can be present here and now exactly exactly the things that we miss when we're so caught up in the past or so concerned about what the future holds is it, it can be really heartbreaking to think what people are seeing by not using this moment that we have right now yeah absolutely not this moment like this pause button that's been pressed <laughs> where we're trying to to figure out what to do with ourselves, you know, who we want to be, how we want to move forward from this, you know, do we want to do work right now and change? Do we just want to be so kind to ourselves and take the time that we haven't allowed? Right. And it, it's interesting right now, I'm hearing about people who have even less time for themselves, mm -hmm. which is, which is again, like, I feel like what you're talking about, that resistance and the reaching you know, I mean, there are influences beyond our control. There are jobs where people are making demands on us and they're expecting more because you don't have that time in the car. However, I really think that when you, when you check in, when you hold that space for yourself and you say, this is what I need, like you discovered in your own practice, this is what I need. I need time for me in the morning. I need to get out and feel the sun to wake me up and feel the earth beneath my feet and get grounded then that time starts to be available. Yeah, exactly. When you make the space, the time shows up, you know, and the more time shows up. Yeah, truly. I've, I've done a little bit <laughs> over the last couple of years. Um, helps that I've been able to make my schedule flexible in doing massage work, but mm -hmm. I feel hectic. I still feel like there aren't enough hours in the day. And I just started expecting there was going to be enough time. Yeah. And then everything took enough time. I was able to get on the road when I needed to, to get to the appointment that I needed to. It was all in the flow. The more we expect, the more we bring it in. Now the yeah. magic is I need to get to the point where I have extra time in the day <laughs> and it's not just enough. But doing that experiment really opened my eyes to the fact that we create this feeling of not enough, not enough time, not enough money, not enough, yeah. to around, not enough, where's mine coming from? Right. Not to jump off that hamster wheel. As we keep telling ourselves that we just 
that's what our focus is. So that's what we keep seeing. Whatever we're focused on is what we're going to perceive. So if we think we don't have enough time, we're just going to keep seeing we don't have enough time. If we think we don't have enough money, we're just going to keep seeing, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough money. But then when we can just trust and know that all is well and everything is happening exactly as it's supposed to, then everything just works out. The money shows up, the time shows up. You know, when you begin to make the space, like it just opens up. I mean, <laughs> I started with, five minutes when I had when I took no time for myself it just started with five minutes and in in my situation um I had to take my five minutes in the car before work in the situation that I was in because there was no place in my house to do it you know and so I started taking five minutes for myself outside of work before I would go into work and within three months of practicing that for myself like this huge shift happened and um, my ex-wife was able to move her mom in with us and her anxiety was relieved. And then three months later from continuing that practice, I was able to quit my job. And that's when I received the $50,000 check and took six months off to create decluttering spaces. So it all came from making the space for myself. All that magic starts to happen, not just the clutter, but in every area of your life, more abundance, more happiness, you know, in every area. And that's our birthright. It doesn't mean you're going to be happy and abundant all the time in every area of your life. It's just that you have the ability to experience it in every area of your life. Exactly. Exactly. And by waiting around for permission, we're missing the opportunity. Mm -hmm. We have to take that power back. That's ours to claim. Yes. We have to make the choice. Yes. So, um, you're doing work personally and you're doing work online with clients. So, I mean, through the magic of internet, you can, you can work with people anywhere. Do you spend a lot of time in conversation? Do you do a lot of like looking around the room and, and helping people kind of when they get to roadblocks? It really is. Yeah. I mean, I do a lot of both. I mean, when people, when, cause I offer in-home decluttering services in person, but I also order, I also serve as a coach. So I, I do in phone sessions with my clients. So it depends on where they're at. A lot, a lot of people, when they first come, they, their problem is I just want to get my office organized. Or I want to get this organized. They don't, they don't think that anything else is going on and you can't necessarily force them into that either. So as I'm working with them in their house, I'm, you know, talking little by little, but they also want a result to happen. You know, they're expecting the office to get organized or that. So it's, it's kind of dropping little pieces and teaching along the way um, and, and watching them come along. Like my very first client, it took four years of us just working in her home before she became ready to actually coach with me. And once she started coaching with me, her results were astronomically fast. I mean, someone who couldn't get through a box of paper on her own after just a year of coaching with me says, I don't need you to come to my house anymore. And then just 10 months after coaching with me, I was like, I'm ready to graduate. So six years it took, but the first four years were just not willing and not ready to do the other piece. But once she became willing to do that piece, then once she started doing that, her, she, she had a temporary contract job and she was always subject to layoff and she'd been laid off twice in the first four years we'd worked together. That job became permanent and she got a raise and really cool employee benefits after she started coaching with me. So all these things just started to shift after she started making the space, you know? So it really comes from the inside out. I think that's such a powerful illustration too. And people do think I can do it on my own. I can find a resource. I can watch a video. I can read a book. If I need to make myself better, I can work on that on my own. 
I just need you to take care of this, right? <laughs> and pigeonhole that. And isn't that amazing? Four years, she could have saved so much money. <laughs> she everybody, everything is necessary. Every, it takes what it takes. And, yet, and the other thing, too, is that when you go through years of accumulating and hanging on to stuff, you're in this state of resistance and attachment all the time. So you become very contracted and rigid, yes. and it becomes hard for you to open up. So it's, it's a, it's a gradual process. You can't just open right up. So it's little by little, little by little, little by little. And that's what it takes. It's, and that's why when I work with my clients, it's one square foot at a time, one square foot at a time, one square foot at a time. You know, even when we tackle a pantry or the closet, it's one square foot at a time, one square foot at a time, little by little building on that little by little, because that's the only way you can do it. Or you just get overwhelmed. And, right. And you have to keep celebrating all those wins, all yes. the progress, every square. Absolutely. When I was working with my clients, every drawer, every closet, you know, you, you have to work where they are. Yep. And celebrate the wins. Focus on what you let go of. I don't ever focus on what my clients hang on to. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't care about what you're hanging on to. Not that I don't care, but that's not what we're focused on. We're going to focus on what you let go of today because that's what we're focusing on. That's yeah. the progress, you know, you're learning how to let go. And, and that right there, I mean, letting go is a muscle you have to build over time. Like if you're in a state of hanging on, you're not just going to go, Oh, let go. <laughs> it's little by little. So every time you let go of something, you're like doing a rep at the gym, you know, but you don't go to the gym and do one rep, right? You got to do a bunch of reps and a bunch of sets and every week you go and work those muscle groups. So you just keep letting go. And, and a great example is we'll be going through stuff and they'll, they'll decide that they want to keep this stuff. And then when it goes time to put it away and they look at it again, they'll let go more just because they let look at it again. You know, right. the more you look at it, you'll let go of more and more every time. Right, but then right. there'll be stuff that you're not ready to let go of yet. And that's okay too. You know, meet yourself right where you are. I had, I didn't go to college. Like I'm all self-taught, but I took, a, I audited a couple classes and there was this one class I absolutely fell in love with. It was called Symbolic Logic. And I kept all my coursework. I kept all my notes, all the teacher's notes. And I carried it with me everywhere I moved. And I only looked at it when I moved didn't do anything with it, but I was super attached to it. Like I just had this attachment to it and I couldn't let it go for years. Then finally I let go of all of my writing and just kept the teacher's worksheets. And then finally I let go of all of it, but it was this years of looking at it over and over again, not being willing to let go of it till I got to a place where I was. And it was just being willing to meet myself there every time and not judge myself for hanging on to it. And I let go of it when I was ready. And you'll let go of stuff when you're ready and not a moment before. Exactly. And, and I did discover that. And um, I went to uh, a session where um, it was a training for first responders to help them be aware of um, kind of the thought process behind hoarding. Mm -hmm. And it was so the point, and I never got into that TV show hoarders because I saw <laughs> close enough in my work. I didn't need to see it on screen, but if you take it away before they're ready, they're just going to go find something else to fill that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it just comes back again to that point. You can't, it's not something that anyone else can tell you you're ready for. 
tell you you need to get rid of this so that you can X, Y, or Z. Yep. You really have to be in that place. I never tell my clients to get rid of anything. I'll joke with them and be like, you know, you know, I'll be funny about it, but like, no, you don't have to get rid of anything you don't want to. I will never force you to get rid of anything. You know, I'm like, oh, you're really going to keep that one too? Okay. You know, be playful about it. You know, we have fun. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I have so much fun and laughter with my clients. We're all laughing and having a blast. Yeah, and, and I think another uh, thing that I took away from that training session was the awareness, and it's so interesting, and again, the TV show really did not illustrate this at all, but so many people who get to that point, to get to that extreme situation of hoarding, come from very intellectual professions. Lawyers, doctors, teachers, it's not a matter of being smart enough to let go. Mm-hmm. It's about just not having that attachment. In, in many cases, it resulted from an emotional loss that was devastating. Again, pointing to that internal search for control, what I can control is my environment, and not realizing how hard they were making for themselves. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because that bucket gets full when they're focused on other things, and they don't realize how much they're carrying, how much they're accommodating, trying to navigate the extra stuff, how many extra boxes they move every time they move. I am so guilty of that. I've moved a lot when I was working in theater, like every nine months for a couple of years, I was, I was moving. And I, I still have texts. You're making me think of textbooks from my undergrad, from my, you know, I kept imagining myself and I, oh, I should hold on to those kitchen design books. Oh, I should hold on to this, you know, manual therapy manual. Mm, there's that should work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got some work to do. I've got some work to do. Oh, you're human still. Okay. Oh, yay. We're all the same path. <laughs> yes. Yes, we're never done. Don't, don't think you're ever done. We're never done. No. And, and it's all just, you know, lessons in empathy. You know, I can relate with my clients and whatever it is they feel like they're tired of struggling with, they're tired of carrying around, you know, I can empathize because... Yeah. I still have things that I'm working on too. And we all do. Absolutely. We all need that grace. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. So what do you have coming up? What can we look for coming down the line from you? Any projects in the wings? I've seen you out on YouTube a lot. So your YouTube channel is really happening. Yes, I am actually focused on my YouTube channel right now. I, while we're in quarantine, I'm putting out just a weekly check-in video. Um, just to check in and share my experience of what I'm experiencing and how, what hopefully that helps others. That's kind of been getting some good, good, good reviews. And then um, in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to start doing a video series on my YouTube channel, answering people's questions. So if you have your decluttering questions you want answered, I'm going to start taking questions and answering them one a week. So people can email me their questions and if they want their name read, they can, I'll pick your question and your name can be the question from Susie Vine, do, 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 you know, and then answer your question on video on my YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Is there anything else that comes to mind that you would share with folks who are just feeling the stress right now? I mean, the, what I, what I can't stress enough and I tell my clients this all the time, like I, I give you the secret in the first appointment. Like if you just make the space for yourself and make the time for yourself, your life will change drastically. Another example is I was, I was working with someone who was, um, 
Her schedule was so full of doing things for others that she had no time for herself. And she was working at a job that she was completely miserable at. And she was only 27 years old and she was already headed for a burnout. And she took a 30 day challenge to make, take five minutes a day for herself and start making time for herself. And right after the 30 days ended, her, her relationship that she thought was actually going to be the one she was going to marry, that came to an end. But the very next day, she got a job offer for an 80% salary increase. And she was able to take three, the month off before starting the job. So she booked a three-week trip to Europe. That was just from putting herself first for five minutes a day. So you have the secret. Like if I could just, if, if you do that, you won't need me. Okay. If you just do this, you don't need me. So five minutes a day and it will grow bigger than five minutes a day. You'll find as you do it over time, you'll want more time for yourself. And then you'll have two hours a day for yourself. Like I do every morning. Right. You can tell the universe all you want, what <laughs> you want, but as soon as you start taking action, and you show that you're serious, you show that you're ready for change, to bring in more, that's when it just starts coming your way. You've got to be willing to receive it. Yeah. And you've got to show up to receive it. You have to be present to receive. Can't be in the past and you can't be in the future. You've got to be present to receive. Yeah. And you've got to have both hands open, right? You can't be pushing away and you can't be hanging on. You need to have your hands open, right? Here I am, I receive. Exactly. The power of now. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's it. Okay. I mean, that's, that's the key. You have to be willing to show up for yourself and make the space. It's allowing the now. It's that simple. I'm going to add five minutes to my, my daily routine. Good. Good, good, good. Awesome. Thank you, Mel. I'm so glad you came and shared all of these fabulous nuggets of wisdom. I hope that there's a lot that people can take away. Even if you start with one, there's a recording. You can always come back and, and check in on it. Take away next time. So perfect. Yay. I'm going to share all the links in the description so everybody can stay in touch. Um, check out Mel's YouTube channel and get your question online addressed free coaching. Come on, kids. Yes, yes. Start yes. Now. If you go to my website and put your name and email address in, you'll get the blueprint that I have on there, huh? seven steps to manage, overwhelm, and organize any space. But that will put you on my email list, so then you'll get notified as new videos come out and stuff like that, because I always share my videos with my list. Awesome. Perfect. So much for folks to take away. Thank you for sharing, and thank you for the work that you do. Thanks for having me. I know necessary it is, and I need it myself, so I appreciate you. I appreciate you. You're awesome. Thank you, Mel. Thank you for tuning in today. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. And if you found value in today's episode, make sure you subscribe to catch the next one and leave a review to help fellow pod surfers find Happified. Until next time, keep on shining.